morning. It is Friday. TGIF. Love me some Fridays. Love me some Jesus. I mean, love Jesus, too. Uh, I'm a teacher, and I teach Monday through Friday, so, man, Saturday's a great day. My name is Frank Johnson. And I'm Abraham Lawrence. We've been with Abraham uh, reminiscing this week about his youth, because uh, he's lost his youth. He's going to celebrate his 56th <laughs> birthday Sunday. And uh, I'm probably not going to get to see you this weekend, bro. Uh, you might. You might. You never know. You never know. Um. We left off with a story about uh, you being like 12 years old drumming and then um, hearing all these great drummers. Man, that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's a bunch of great people. You, living in New York has to be really special, huh? Oh, yeah. And as, as far as music goes, I mean, it was just, you know, there there's music every day of the week in New York, kind of like Nashville. Yeah. And um, it was great because, like I said, my dad was a jazz musician and uh, sometimes at um, when my mom allowed it, he would have band members come over and we would play in the backyard. My dad actually had one of his horn players actually go on to be a professional musician, and he is still playing to the day today. Well, he's not it? playing with hands and feet, then. I don't no. understand. His name is Joey Morant, and he is like a phenomenal horn player. Is he 97 years old? He's, up, he's up there. I, he's, he's well, up he's, you know, you have to be. Because um, look know, at you. You're 57. Yeah, because my dad had a family, and um, he couldn't pursue music like that. So, And just Joey went on and did his thing. So God bless you if you're out there, Joey. Amen. So, so anyway, so let's move forward to yeah. uh, uh, not. You, so there was a church. Uh, tell me a little bit about this pastor in this church that offered you this gig to actually go tour in Japan. This is a big church, right? It was it was decent size. Well, anyway, before we go into that, listen, I preached to thirty people. Anything over hundred is big. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for the compliment. <laughs> You're on a roll. You're on a roll. So anyway. Um, so after the Roy Haynes thing, you know, I played at this Baptist church, my mom's church, and I got older, and um, opportunities started coming up, and I would play different places and um, start, you know, not making a name for myself, but people knew that I could play. But I was always associated with my buddy Daryl, and um, there was an opening at a church in Queens, and they were, you know, they had a big budget, and they wanted to have two drummers. And um, I was a little skeptical at first because I don't want to be in, a, you know me, I don't like to be in competition with anybody. I just want to use my gifts. But honestly, if they have, oh, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking of, uh, what's that band out there that actually has two drummers? Oh, there's perform. a couple of them. The yeah. Allman Brothers. The Allman Brothers. Dead, That's what I was thinking and, of. Though. But I thought you were talking about, but you're talking about just having two yeah, drummers. Yeah, they, they would alternate because. You wouldn't play at the same time. No, no, no. They could just, you play with another drummer? That I could. Playing? Yeah, I could. He would have to be like Noah, Noah Williams caliber. I mean, something. you know. You're not would, playing with uh, just anybody, right? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that with just anybody. Let me tell you folks out there that might not know, this man is a machine. Uh, and and I, and I, I mean used that. to be. No, no, you still are. We were doing something at the Dream Center, and I have a uh, I have a pedal, a Roland pedal, and it has a, a pre thing on there. You can record a particular groove or whatever, and then play to the groove on top of that. So I'm laying this groove down after Abe started drumming. Now that's really important. You can't do that before he drums, but once he starts into his groove, I was actually playing this chord progression on my pedal, hit it, so it continued to play, and I continued to play a lead over it. 
and Abe never misses a beat. He's it was, so gracious. Seriously, for like a minute and a half. And you couldn't even hear that because you couldn't hear me that well. You didn't even know. And I was just amazed. When we finally stopped, I went, dude, you are really a machine. Once you get like a 91 beats to the minute going in your head, it's 91 beats a minute for the next five minutes. Well, I got that from you. Because That's amazing. You, you want everything perfect, so I'm always <laughs> under pressure when I play with you. Anyway, let's let's uh, yeah, let's go. get back to yeah, the we're story. wasting time. So anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a podcast. Great, uh, great pastor. God rest his soul. His name was Moylan Jackson, and his wife was uh, Barbara Jackson. They were great people. Yeah, and um, son was a keyboard player. Uh, daughters could sing. Um, son was a musical director, and um, it was great. You know, we traveled around a lot, and. Um, it was amazing, you know. It was really, really amazing. So then one day, Pastor Jackson calls us in the office and he says, um, we're not going to need two drummers anymore. And uh, we're going to have to make a decision on uh, who we're going to keep. And uh, Did they use the Urim and the Thuman? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just said... <laughs> Do you know that 90% of our audience, we just lost yeah, them right there? Like, yeah. what? No, what? Go. That was good, by the way. That was really We'll good. talk about that later. Yes. So, um, and I was just like, you know, I was okay with that. It didn't, it didn't really matter to me. Whatever decision they made, I would respect <clears throat> it. And um, So they cut you? No, no. Like, can I finish? So anyway, <laughs> so I told Daryl, I said, listen, there's no hard feelings. Whatever happens, happens. You're still my buddy. And... Uh, you know, we'll just do what we have to do. So they call us in the office and they talk to Daryl first and then they call me and they're like, we made our decision and um, we're going to go with you. Not just, and I was just, I was newly a dad, you know, Ashley was a baby. And he's like, it's not just because you're a new dad. It's because you have a different spirit. No. And this and you is do. what they told me. And, um, I think it was a blessing because Daryl was able to flourish because it was kind of like we were stepping on each other's toes, you know, because if you got one, you got the other. And um, it worked out perfectly. He ended up getting a, a gig at a humongous church in Long Island. And, uh, you know, he, he did really well. So I became the full-time drummer there and... Man, um, so many gospel artists came through there that I had the pleasure of playing for, and it was just amazing. Anybody that the people might know? Um, Richard Smallwood, um, Dorothy Norwood, uh, Reuben Steen McClure. She was a big gospel singer back then. Wow. Um, just so many people came through there. Jennifer Holliday, she's, a, she's not a gospel singer, but she is a— Related to Billy Holiday. I don't think so. She was a R&B singer. And um, I played there for many years. So fast forward, my mom passed away. And um, that was really, really troubling for me. How old were you? Uh, I was in my 30s. Oh, wow. So yeah. we're way ahead now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So You didn't and, tour before then? No. Oh, okay. I was just playing locally. But right. I mean, I played a lot. I mean, when Did I you was play young, in the club then too. I played in clubs. I played at church. I mean, I literally played a lot. People would always laugh and joke because I would be on the subway 
with my cymbal bag and with my daughter on my hip. Wow. And uh, I would even play drums on Sunday with her sitting on my lap, and she would even tell you that herself. In the church? Yeah. That's cool. And people would be like, how are you even playing with her sitting there? <laughs> but I did it. So anyway, I was really at a low point in my life because, you know, it was yeah. my mom. You're, you were close to your mom. I'm coming out of my mom's funeral, and this guy comes up to me. He's like, I know this is bad timing, and I'm really sorry. I've really been trying to get in touch with you, but um, I'm putting a tour together, and I want you to play. So I'm just like, whatever. The guy gives me the card. I'm not even thinking about that. You know, I just came out of my mom's funeral. Last thing I'm thinking about is music. So anyway. So two weeks, two weeks go by. The guy calls me. He's like, um, hey, this is so-and-so. I'm just letting you know if you don't have your passport, you know, you need to apply for it because we're going to start rehearsing and um, we're moving forward with the tour. And I'm just like, okay, so this thing is really happening. It's so, like it's just now finally dawning on you. That yeah, yeah, because, you know, I've had time to do everything that I needed to do. And like I had honestly forgotten about it because I was just like, man. I'm too much on your mind. Too much on my mind. So. Anyway, so then a week later, I get this email from this uh, producer in uh, New York City. She's like, you know, they're drawing up the, uh, the contracts, and um, if everything suits you, just sign it and send it back. If not, come to the office in Manhattan, and we can discuss it. And I'm like, this is really happening. It's really happening. And I'm just like, you don't listen. I've got like at least 20 questions to ask about this. We cannot finish this. No, eh? we cannot. No, so uh, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. And on Monday, when you come back, uh, I really want to hear a lot more about this. Okay, oh, brother? you shall. All right, thanks. I hope you guys hang in there. Go to church. Yes.